The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We are back in studio, ladies and gentlemen. It's season three, episode 42. And I just drove through a full on 15, 20, 20 centimeter snowstorm. I made it down to the studio. It must have taken me close to an hour. I get in the studio, I sit down. I'm like, okay, let's rock and roll. We got a lot to talk about. Some exciting news yesterday in the NHL. You know, it got me fired up. We got a lot going on in the sports world right now. The NBA is back from the All Star break. And guess what I did? I forgot my memory cards. <laughs> for the second straight day. And so what I do is I kind of keep my camera and my memory cards and like my headphones and just kind of a, a, like a kit of, of different, it's a, it's a miscellaneous kit of, of different, um, you know, technology that I need for recording. And I always have it in my backpack. Wasn't in my backpack. So I've taken it out, forgotten I'd taken it out. So my issue is, is that I cannot make that hour jaunt back and then again, back, like I was, I was two hands to, or, you know, what do they call it? Um, um, anyway, I was dialed in with two hands on the steering wheel and it was not a good sight. So I'm out here and I'm trying something new. So hopefully the audio is okay for you guys. Uh, I'm recording on StreamYard. So shout out to StreamYard. Um, but I do want to say that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. Have the best tools for some spring cleaning for, for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers. Uh, look your best this spring and join over eight million men who trust Manscaped worldwide. Use the code TDI for twenty uh, TDIManscaped.com for twenty percent off and free shipping. So, guys, go check out all the products at Manscaped.com. Like I said, it's a phenomenal product. The, the lawnmower four point four point zero keeps me dialed in. So make sure you head over to manscaped.com and check out their uh, their tools. And, uh, I mean, they're coming out with shampoo and conditioner. It's awesome what they got going on over there, Manscaped. Obviously, they're booming. So go check it out. And we're heading into the pregame show, ladies and gentlemen. And with watching all this golf, with watching Tiger Woods last weekend, with all these elevated events where all of the big studs are playing, I've got the itch. And I've got my golf clubs in the backdrop, as you guys know. And I am just picking them up and taking off head covers daily. I'm itching to play golf. So I'm definitely going to up the golf t- the golf content this summer. Um, I'll do different one one v ones. It'll be Greg versus obviously the the one v one challenges won't be the same, but I'll be doing Greg versus uh, just with different group members throughout my summer, and that'll be really fun. Uh, hopefully, play a bunch of courses, and I mean the 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 summer of golf is just amazing. So I'm really looking forward to it. But I'm itching to play. But my story in the pregame show, episode 42, season three. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to my last year of my master's degree. And um, six of us decided to go down to the MIT Sports Atlantic Conference in Boston. I'm not sure if I told this story or not. I think I haven't. So I'm going to go with it. So anyway, we rented a van. It was awesome. We drove down. We stayed with my uncle Peter in Southern Maine. Shout out to Pete. I know he listens to the podcast. And we we were on our way down to MIT and Harvard for the MIT Sports Atlantic Conference. I mean, we're talking massive names were there. Jeannie Buss, Michael Rubin, 
uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Now that I'm talking about it, I think I've told this story, but I'm not sure if I've told this part of the story. So, um, so there was a DraftKings competition, which kind of originated the plan to go down. And uh, three of my classmates, uh, so there was kind of six of us in the sports management side of the uh, NBA. And uh, we had two teams of three kind of discussing new game ideas for um for DraftKings and they went up and did an esports competition they ended up winning the competition and what this did was this got them internships with DraftKings unfortunately due to the fact that they were Canadian citizens they could not take part in the DraftKings um they couldn't do the internships and like there was a cash prize and everything i'm not sure if they ended up receiving that cash prize but anyway it was an awesome experience we ended up going to the grand uh vip with DraftKings, the uh, bar that the bruins celebrated the cup at i've told this story i know i have i apologize guys but if you forget that story it's a really fun one anyway we traveled down we had a great time in boston um and just a van full of folks i don't think there's anything better than a roadie with like five plus people it's just a blast um i remember getting down to across the border and i ended up buying a tin of chew and i stuffed a gumball in my lip and uh, i had to take i was driving at the time i think i had to i had to pull over and change drivers my head was spinning <laughs> anyway it was an incredible uh incredible trip um definitely uh, a fun one and, and one that uh, i'll remember for a lifetime but uh but the DraftKings internships that were lost due to citizenship and i've been there it is hard to get into the United States to work. So uh, that's just a fun one to tell in the pregame show. But ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 42 of season three, and we're getting into the NHL because the NHL is heating up with trade talks, trade rumors, and actual trades. And my Boston Bruins, who are an absolute wagon, decide that they are going to go out and acquire Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway from the Washington Capitals for Craig Smith and three picks, a first round, a second round, and a fourth round and they also gave a fifth round to minnesota return to retain salary so minnesota is kind of getting in some deals right now taking picks on to retain salary but this is an amazing trade for the boston ruins they are 44 8 and 5 this season they're on such a path of destruction it's unbelievable watching them i mean last night they were playing against the seattle crack and they were down 5 4 three minutes left no 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 worry they're gonna score not force overtime they're gonna win in regulation so they've just been such a wagon. It's been a phenomenal to watch. But what the Orlov and Hathaway does for them, if you're unfamiliar with Garner Hathaway, he's a fourth-line shit disturber. He goes out there, and he brings it every night. He finishes every check, goes to the dirty areas. hes I don't want to say he's a big fighter because he's not really a big dude. Like he's, he, if he is a fighter, he's like a, he's like a lightweight. Like he, he would fight in the lightweight category of the NHL, but he's just a gritty guy. He's an amazing guy to have in the playoffs. And Dmitry Orlov, a top four defenseman. Uh, I thought the Bruins, I liked their decor, but this what this will inevitably do is it'll push out Clifton or Forbert and uh, and just bump Grizzlick down. Um, so I think what the pairings will look like is McAvoy Lindholm. Is that any good? Uh, Carlo Orlov. Is that good? And then it'll be Forbert and Grizzlick or Grizzlick and Clifton. I would say I would say Grizzlick and Forbert, but what a phenomenal six defensemen they've got. Obviously, they've got the Vizna winning goaltender and Lonnie Salmark. And then, I mean, the, the forwards up front are just phenomenal. It's it's really a wagon. And and you don't want to crown anyone. I mean, they're the the East is stacking up. The New York Rangers sat out two of their young players yesterday. It sounds like they might be back in on Patrick Kane. So that could be interesting moving forward. I mean, the New York Rangers are making tons of moves. You got the Carolina Hurricanes are phenomenal. The Leafs after acquiring uh Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari, which we'll get into here in a, in, in a moment. But 
I mean, the East, the East is much more of a bloodbath than it is at West. I mean, these teams are going all in, and I would assume that Tampa Bay is looking around, going, "All right, that team's stacking up. That team's stacking. We are going to have to make some moves." So it'll be interesting to see what Tampa Bay does uh, to strengthen their roster. But all in all, man, uh, what a trade for the Boston Bruins. Don Sweeney puts his balls in a wheelbarrow. He understands he's not going to have Bergeron on a million-dollar contract next year. David Krejci's most likely going to leave. You're not going to have Pasternak on the cheap deal next year. So you've got to go all in. It's a one-year window for the Boston Bruins because things are going to look a lot different for them next year. I thought it was a phenomenal deal, and now I'm excited to see these guys suit up. So they play tomorrow uh in afternoon for the pacific listeners uh out in vancouver so that's going to be exciting for uh for the bruins fans uh to watch these new acquisitions of orloff and hathaway and it and it looks like obviously washington they're going to be sellers uh i don't think they're done uh they might be able to retool but it doesn't sound like it looks like they're looking for draft picks and they're looking to maybe stock up and look to the future it's going to be i think a few years of just getting ov goals and and uh you know kind of being on the outside looking in Interesting news this week out of Calgary. Uh, obviously, Calgary has had a tough year. They're on the outside looking in right now. And uh, with the acquisitions of Mackenzie Uyghur and Jonathan Huberto, obviously with the departures of Jonathan uh, of, of Johnny Goudreau and, and Matthew Kachuk, it, it's been a tough season. And Nazem Kadri are throwing the acquisitions as well, but they just haven't played very well. And I don't know if it's a mix of forwards. And obviously, their goaltending in, in Jacob Markstrom hasn't been up to his standards. So it's been a tough year. And Daryl Sutter, I mean, he's a hard-nosed coach. It must be tough right now in Calgary. There's nothing worse than going into a workplace where your manager or your, you know, your your boss figure is just an asshole and, and things aren't going well. It makes life really tough, and it's hard to escape that when you're away from the rink. But uh, Jonathan Huberto, obviously having not a great season, uh, he obviously was the second uh, second in the points race last year with like 115 points. This year he's got like 36 and 54 games. It's not pretty right now for Jonathan Huberto, a guy who's set to next year kick in over his 10 plus million dollar contract over eight years. He's going to make like 84 million dollars over the next eight years, so he's got to figure it out. But his agent Alan Walsh tweeted this week, and if you're not familiar with Alan Walsh, he's the guy who famously tweeted the uh, Mark Andre Fleury with the sword through his back. Just an obnoxious tweet, but this guy's a content machine. He's obviously, he's very, 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 um, you know, he cares a lot about his players. You know, he goes to war for these guys. He's signed over $1.6 billion worth of contracts uh, through his through his tenure as a as an agent in the um, in the NHL. But anyway, he went to war for Hubert O. He, he kind of tweeted, uh, he CC'd a tweet at the Calgary Flames that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. So, um, obviously I don't think there's been a lot of line juggling. I don't think there's been a lot of things change in Calgary. It's just more or less Daryl Sutter yelling at them and screaming at them. Like it's gotta be better, but I don't think there's seasons down. I think this team can get hot, uh, but it's definitely, uh, things are starting to heat up for the flames, uh, out in, uh, out in Calgary. So we'll continue to monitor that situation. Uh, and we'll see if things get better. We'll see what they do at the deadline. I'm not sure what their cap looks like, uh, but can they strengthen things up? We shall see. Connor McDavid. It's his league now, ladies and gentlemen. He's the fifth fastest player to 800 points last night. They absolutely dummied the Pittsburgh Penguins 7-2 on the road. He had 2-1, and one, I do believe. He's just a machine. I mean, he's got he's well over 100 points, just 50-some games into the season. He's just he's unbelievable. And, and, and like I said, it's his league. I mean, for a long time, it was Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. You know, we had a decade and a half of them being the superstars, the focal point of the NHL, and now it's Connor McDavid. Now Connor McDavid is on a different pedestal. He is the best player in the NHL, and 
I mean, what an achievement to be the fifth fastest player in NHL history to 800 points. And that's behind the names of Wayne Gretzky and, um, and Mario Lemieux. And I think Peter Statsny is in that. Uh, but it's just, I mean, the names that he is putting himself in conversations with, he's, 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 he's an all-time great already. He's just, he's the most evolved NHL player I've ever seen play. He's just phenomenal. So Connor McDavid, I mean, the point totals too, that he's putting up, I mean, he's got 600 point seasons already and that's tied with Sidney Crosby with the most of active players. Like think about that. Think about Crosby's been playing since what? Oh, four or five. David is, he's young. He's 26. It's just been phenomenal what Connor McDavid's doing. So he is the fifth fastest player to 800 points. And I had to talk about the best prospect right now in in hockey. And that's the same night that Connor McDavid hit 100 points. Connor McDavid hit 100, or uh, Connor Medard hit 100 points in the, in the WHL in 40 games. I mean, Connor, or Connor Medard, teams teams are tanking. It doesn't seem like, I mean, like the, the Chicago Blackhawks are trying to win some games. Arizona is obviously a wagon at Mullet Arena. I mean, some of the basement feeder teams are starting to win some games. Uh, Columbus is playing, you know, hard right now. So, you know, Gary Bettman came out a couple weeks ago and said, like, teams don't tank in this league. And, you know, I, I think there's actually a little value to that statement. I mean, we look around the league, and like I said, I mean, some of these basement feeders, bottom feeders in the league are uh, are winning some games. But Bedard is just... He's going to step into the league and be a stud. And I mean, it's obviously going to depend on where he goes and the situation he goes and the players that he's playing with. But I think this guy can be an 80 point guy as soon as he steps in the league. Uh, I, I don't know what your guys' take on is that. That might be obnoxious, but this guy is a true superstar and he is going to be phenomenal. He's generational. Like this guy's a freak. 100 points in 40 games in the WHL, which is renowned to be kind of like the rough and tough league of the CHL. So uh, just phenomenal stuff from, uh, from Bedard and McDavid. Uh, but I did want to talk about the Leafs quickly because obviously they made um, some huge news last week by acquiring uh, uh, Ryan O'Reilly and, and Noel Achari, who I think are going to be just phenomenal fits for them. Uh, O'Reilly's been playing center on the line with uh, John Tavares and Mitch Marner. And, and Mitch Marner, man, five assists. They go into Buffalo and just dummy Buffalo. And Ryan O'Reilly nets a hat trick in, in the former team where he played for three years, I think. So, I mean, Marner too. I mean, I don't, I, I've been hard on Mitch Marner on the podcast in the past. And I think just, just in general, and, and that might be to the fact that he hasn't played well in the playoffs. And, um, you know, he, but I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. And uh, I've got to give, you know, Mitch Marner his flowers. He has just been phenomenal. And you know what? You know what's, you know, uh, something that may not be talked about enough right now and, and has been evident to me is, is we look at Mitch Marner, who hasn't played with Austin Matthews this season. Austin Matthews' production has really taken a, a, to, a you know a hit. I mean, he's still over a point per game. and I mean, he's still a, an electric player. A, he can drive his own line in the National Hockey League, but I think that 60 goal mark that he hit last year. I mean, you have to, you know, you have to look and see how many, how many times Mitch Marner set, set up, you know, just not tap-ins. I mean, Austin Matthews is still one of the more prolific goal scorers in the league, but Mitch Marner got him very good looks frequently last season. And, and, and Austin Matthews is missing that with, I mean, with only 24 goals in the year right now, I mean, he's definitely missing Mitch Marner, but I think having those two separated, you've got two massive superstars in each line. The Leafs top six is it's going to be tough to match that. I mean, across the league, they look phenomenal. So uh, obviously Leafs fans are fired up. Achari scored his first goal as well. Again, Achari is kind of the similar to the deals the Bruins just made with Hathaway. Just a guy who plays in your bottom six that just is rough and tough, brings it every night. Just a great character guy in the room. So, uh, hard to play against. So uh, that's exciting for Leafs fans. I'm excited for uh, Ryan O'Reilly. He just seems like such a good character, such a beauty. So 
We'll see what happens. Like I said, teams in the East are starting to stack up and things are rocking and rolling. Uh, Ottawa trades uh, Nikita Zaitsev, who is an absolute pylon. I don't know. I watch a lot of Ottawa Senators games because obviously front of the show, Drake Batherson is, is on that team. I mean, guy we grew up with. Um, and uh, he's brutal. He is a giveaway machine. He's got his poise. If there was a ranking in like Chell for poise as a defenseman, his, he's in the negatives. He, he's a he's a panic machine with the puck. Uh, but he gets traded to Chicago and, and uh, uh, they add in some picks as well. So they pretty much paid Chicago to take on his contract for future considerations and it sounds like some talks between ottawa and arizona are heating up with jacob chikrin and uh vimelka the goaltender so that could be an interesting that could be a, a spicy meatball if uh, vimelka ends up going to ottawa they address that goalie situation which has been rocky this season to say the least and obviously bringing that top four defenseman that they have been looking for for years so ottawa sounds like they're, they're moving and grooving with arizona nothing has been announced as of 10 in the morning, 9 in the morning for the American listeners uh, or American Eastern listeners uh, on Friday morning. But we'll see what happens there. I think Ottawa's going to make some moves. I think they're – obviously, they're on the outside looking in. They're, I think, seven points back of a playoff spot. And if this year's not their year, this is kind of where we project the Ottawa Senators to be this year, was kind of that team that's – it's an odd man out, but they had they took some strides. Um so we'll see what happens with the Ottawa Senators. I did want to mention too that Canada and the United States in the women's hockey were having a super series. So Canada ended up losing their first three games to the United States and they were kind of traveling around North America and they ended up winning their last four games. So a reverse sweep to win the super series. So congrats to the Canadian ladies uh, on winning that. Um, I did want to mention too. So the Canada games are going on right now in PEI. So the Canada games, what that is, is that it's kind of a, it's a solo, it's like a mini Olympics for Canada uh, it's a winter games and it's held in PEI right now. And there's a kid playing in the hockey. Um, the fact that I wrote down my outline and didn't include this kid from UConn's name, but he's the highest touted prospect. I guess he's a number one overall draft pick to the WHL out of the UConn. He had nine points in his first game, the Canada games. And just for, just for, uh, you know, reference of players that have played in the Canada games, like when Nova Scotia played in the Canada games, I think two, two, Canada games ago, it was like Nathan McKinnon and, um, you know, there were some big names playing. Uh, there's big names that have played in this Canada games, um, you know, Olympic style event. So this kid from UConn is, is, is one that we should take note of. He had nine points in his first game and, and just tore it up all tournament. So the fact that I don't have his name for you guys is just disappointing. It's, it's just, it's a lackluster effort from, from, uh, from my part. Uh, it's one that I wanted to circle back to, but there's a kid from UConn that's just, that should be on your radar if you're a hockey fan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's quarter two. We're moving in the NBA. And uh, I did want to start off by kind of reviewing um, the, the all-star game and a lot of bad reviews coming out from the media members in the NBA right now. And it sounded like ratings were way down. It was not heavily consumed by NBA fans. And, you know, it kind of, it, it, you look around the entire big four, people struggle to get compelled or uh, captivated by the, the big four all-star games. They don't try. It's, it's not really an event that people are interested in being highly competitive in. And, and that's, that's something that's like, I can side with that. I mean, these guys go a full 82, 162 uh, season and they're giving it all, you know, all year long. It's a nice break to kind of celebrate, have some drinks, you know, um, you know, network and, and hang out. And, and I mean, it's, it, like it's hard. It's, it's really, I'm not sure if there is an answer to, to making these uh, more competitive. 
Um, maybe you can, you know, I was thinking, in, you, can you just keep it to the Eastern Western and have some sort of a um, prize or some sort of an incentive for these guys to, to play harder? But I'm not sure there is. Um, but you know what? They're going to continue to try. I'm sure that there's going to have there's. I, I I'll say this. I think the draft is a is a bit it's a bit goofy to me. I think the draft is um, it's a bit much for me. I think the Eastern and Western Conference. I think they should be represented by their All Stars, and it should just those should be the teams. So there's no last overall picks or anything like that. So I think the uh, the draft style is a little goofy for me. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what the All Star Game does to try to combat that low viewership. Anthony Edwards, too. I wanted to mention this. Anthony Edwards, obviously, star guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I'm having a little bit of gas right now. Uh, he uh, he came out and, and he he was very vocal about rest in the NBA. And uh, I appreciated this because somebody needs to say it. Um, you know, he said that you know people save up, and I think we've we've had this narrative as well on the Daily Nation podcast. But if you you know save up and and go to an NBA game and the superstars are sitting because it's a back-to-back I just need rest. That's a joke. I mean, that's awful for fandom and that's awful for growing the game. And Anthony Edwards said, I mean, you know, it's, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's getting a little out of hand. Um, I, and the NBA, this has been a problem for years now, and I'm not sure what they're, what they're doing to combat this. And, and my only real suggestion is like, well, 82 games is clearly, you know, too many or don't play teams on back-to-backs. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, the All Star Game is one issue that the NBA is probably going to have to look into, and another one is this: is this star resting, uh, this this uh, load management. Um, you know, we see a load management all the time in the NBA and in aerobic athletes. Uh, but listen, Anthony Edwards, I, I liked how he was the he stepped out and he put his his uh, you know neck he put his neck stuck his neck out and said, "Listen, this is a bit of a joke, folks." The Atlanta Hawks. Firehead coach Nate McMillan. I guess they're in talks with some new coaches. But the Atlanta Hawks, obviously, uh, with acquiring DeJounte Murray last year and with Trey Young making strides. And, uh, you know, they just have a good team. Clint Capella and and, um, and John Collins. I mean, they just, they've got a fun team and a team that you think would be more competitive. A team that you think would be a top six team um, in the East. I think they sit in 10th right now. So they fired their coach. Um, they're looking for a new coach. I'm, I'm sure an assistant stepped into an intern position. Um, but they're a team that I think that could get hot. I do like the Atlanta Hawks. I do like Trey Young. Love to join Murray. So we'll see what happens there. But they fire coach Nate McMillan this week. And I got to talk about the big man. Nikolai Jokic had his 13th triple-double in his last 16 games last, last night. I mean, this guy, for a big man, just dishes the ball. He's such a fun guy to watch. And, and you have to think he might be on route to his third straight MVP, which is just outrageous. Uh, Jokic and, and the Denver Nuggets, they're sitting pretty in the Western Conference. Are they a contender? I'm not sure. I think they are. I'm going to label them a contender. Uh, they can go deep. Obviously, you know, with Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and uh, uh, Kondarius Cole-Pope who can, you know, shoot from perimeter and defend. I, I do like the Denver Nuggets. But Jokic, I mean, he's just been a, such a monster. And he's coming on as of late. I mean, like I said, 13th triple-double in those next 16 games. Just a freak. Is he going to win MVP? I'm trying to think of who else, who others, what are some other names that would be thrown in that race? I mean, you'd probably go Embiid, maybe Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, maybe. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and that MVP race, I mean, that's obviously people don't really care about those awards, but that is very substantial for a guy like that to win three straight. 
So there's a new saying floating around the NBA right now, brick for Vic. So we're all, we're all well aware that Victor Wimbayama is going to be the renowned first pick this seven foot five individual. Who's just an absolute monster in the G league right now. Uh, but they're saying brick for Vic. Uh, and I'm looking at three teams right now who are most likely going to be the teams that get Victor Wimbayama. Uh, and that's, that's if this lottery has any sort of weight in the NBA and that's the Spurs Rockets and Pistons. These are the three clear cut teams that are absolute shit shows. The Spurs have lost 15 straight games, 15 straight games. So the Spurs Rockets and Pistons, I think, I think it'd be fun if the Rockets or Pistons ended up getting Victor. The Spurs, I think, are a little bit further behind in their uh, in their rebuild. I mean, they've really blown things up in the last few years, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, those three teams are really fighting it out for Victor Wembanyama, so they'll be bricking it for Vic. Uh, I'm really, I'm getting excited. I'm getting antsy to see what this new Spurs team looks like. Actually, uh, sorry, after acquiring Kevin Durant at the trade deadline. I mean, you know, we, he's been injured and he's been sitting out, but it sounds like March first they're set to return. So, Katie Book. Chris Paul, Aiton, it's going to be fun to watch. I think they're the heavy favorites, but, I mean, it's tough to label them that without seeing what this mix is going to look like. But on paper, this team's going to be an absolute wagon. Uh, but we're in the home stretch of the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a, you know just over 20 games left to see, you know, a jockeying for position and see what this playoffs looks like. It's going to be exciting. The West is highly competitive. The East, I think, is a little bit more top-heavy. Uh, I'm not sure that there's going to be too many teams that can compete with the Bucs, Celtics, and we'll throw maybe the 76ers in there. But we'll see. I'm fired up. The NBA is getting hot, and uh, and now, uh, yeah, we'll uh, and and two. I'm going to mention as well. Props.cash. If you want a betting tool that's going to help you out, like last night, there was a line given out on uh, Roy Hashimura for for the Los Angeles Lakers over 11 and a half points as his rebounds. He had been over this mark. 80% of the season, like 85% of the season, this graph was entirely green. And I was like, okay, I'll hit that for sure. Obviously hit. I was 3-0 last night on my preparation bets. So make sure you go check out props.cash. It's a website. You can use the code TDI25 for 25% off. Um, it really is a, a nice betting tool. Like if you're betting, I think it, that gives you it's like 15 bucks a month to use. Like if you're betting uh, throughout a month, I think that's a reasonable amount of money to pay uh, you know, a subscription-based pay to like have a tool that's really going to give you nice insight. And there's MLB coming. They've got college basketball props, NHL, NFL. And like, it's a really nice handy tool to have uh, for sports betting. So that's props.cash. Go check that out. All right, folks, quarter three, we're going to talk about the PGA Tour uh, and the Live Tour. They have their first event of the season this week, but who gives a fuck about the Live Tour? Moving on. PGA Tour and LBGA Tour announced this week that they're going to have a mixed tournament in December. It'll be held in Naples, Florida. So that to me is awesome. I love the fact that they're going to have a mixed tournament with the LBGA players. Um, it'd be fun to see what type of, of teammates we get. Um, Lexi Thompson, who I'm a huge fan of. Actually, there's a lot of phenomenal uh, looking females in the LBGA Tour. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Brooke Henderson, hopefully maybe teaming up with uh, a guy like Nick Taylor, a guy like Adam um, Pendrith or Taylor Pendrith, I'm sorry, or Adam Schwenson, uh, Adam Hadwin. I mean, it's going to be really fun to see what uh, what LBJ Tour players team up with with the PJ players, uh, and that's kind of fun. I mean, that's in the PJ down season. I mean, we look at uh, December and and uh, even November, uh, kind of the off season. So it's fun uh, to have some more content like that. So that's awesome. I did want to talk about tampon gate because tampon gate, obviously, with Tiger Woods handing a tampon to Justin Thomas, that got a lot of backlash. Uh, last week, the woke 
individuals of society were very upset with it all in all whatever it's a joke if you didn't like it, you didn't like it don't watch it i mean it's just two buddies having a joke i don't think there was any harm in the greater scheme of things of society and intended by tiger woods but one thing that's not getting enough attention is tiger woods and his so there was a, a young girl watching the Genesis Open last week at Riviera in Los Angeles, and she had a nice poster, and it said, uh, receive a successful heart transplant, check. Meet Tiger Woods, unchecked box. Play Augusta National, unchecked box. Well, Tiger Woods in the 17th hole, what he do? He went over there and gave her a signed glove, gave her a high five, and he took his own Sharpie and checked the box on the sign. Really cool moment that... Really, nobody's talking about because Tiger handed a tampon to Justin Thomas and he's fully against women's rights and, you know, the world's going to blow up because it was an awful joke. But the fact that he went over and signed a glove for a girl who had received a heart transplant, she's obviously a young girl that's enjoying the PGA Tour event. Does that get talked about? No, he's a terrible person because he handed Justin Thomas a buddy of his tampon on the golf course. Phenomenal moment. But it sounds like, too, that this girl is going to be um, – you know, there's a lot of people in the golf world trying to get this girl on Augusta National. So that's awesome. I love that type of philanthropy. I love that type of, you know, cool story that happens in the PGA Tour. I thought that I'd bring that up because Tampon Gate, it seemed like it took a lot of people's breath last week. Whereas if Tiger's not a bad guy, it wasn't harmful in any way. So for all the people that thought it was, you know, a joke and for all the people that want to fight against that, I think that that's just, that's silly and that you've, you're putting your time and energy into things that just really, another thing too, like, if you're going to put time and energy and really blow up into this type of situation, like Tiger handing a tampon, like that's the end of the world. Like what happens when something actually of magnitude, like actually horrible happens? Like what if somebody who's actually sexist or actually has horrible uh, views against women does something and you blow up? Well, that, the weight of your blow up, we see every week, every time something happens. So it really doesn't hold any weight anyway. It's just save your 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 war save pick and choose your battles for something that's worth talking about and something that's actually you know intended to be harmful anyway i'm just sick of it man i'm sick of this this cancel culture and this woke i just it's just it, people i like to have fun i like to have laughs i like to smile i like to be joyful in my life and it feels like people are sucking that out of you know they're, they're not giving an opportunity or a platform for people to have fun anymore and to enjoy themselves and to laugh anyway the honda classic this week pj national in florida naples florida actually it's not naples florida anyway honda classic billy horschel obviously florida guy went to florida florida he played for florida the university of florida he's minus five he's leading the bear traps really fun uh 15 16 and 17 at uh, pj national it's a fun tournament it's upsetting honda has come out and they're very upset they're, they're upset that this is not an elevated tournament. Obviously, the PGA Tour announced, too, that the, the elevated tournaments this year aren't going to be the same next year, but a lot of them will be. Um, you know, Tiger's tournament will be elevated. Arnie's tournament will be elevated. Jack's tournament will be elevated. Like, there's going to be the same elevated tournaments next year, a lot of them. Um, but, you know, it sounds like Honda's going to back out as, of the sponsorship of this tournament. You know, it, historically, it's been a, a solid event. I mean, we had Rory win this tournament um ricky's won this justin thomas like there's been some nice winners of this tournament in the past uh, and they're upset obviously yeah, clearly that it's not um an elevated event and ticket sales are going to be down obviously viewership on on tv is going to be down but that's just the that's just the nature of 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 the decisions that the pga tour has made that's trickle on effect you know if you're going to say listen top 20 guys in the world you are mandatory you you needed to, to be a, you need to, you need to attend these events and, uh, you know, it's that's unfortunate, but that's the reality of it. 
Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who ends up winning this event. Obviously, I was vocal last episode. I am on Shane Lowry this week, so hopefully Shane can pull it out. Um, and uh, yeah, Billy Horschel. I know a few people are on Billy Horschel this week. He's at minus five. Next week, we've got Bay Hill. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Bay Hill, it's the it's the tournament where DeChambeau blasts it over the water at the par five. It's a huge dog leg around like a big water pond. Uh, but Bay Hill is an amazing course. It's really tough, and all the all the big guys will be back. So uh, Arnold Palmer next week. We'll get into the picks uh, early next week, um, and I'm really fired up about it. And finally, folks, let's get into quarter four, and it's just a, just a mixed bag of sports headlines that I wanted to talk about. So I, I don't really have a title for this quarter four, uh, it, it, just beyond that it's just the miscellaneous. Um, Brandon Miller, a stud player for the Alabama bas- men's basketball team. So there was a so obviously there was another player on the Alabama uh, basketball team that shot and killed a 23 year old woman uh, a couple months back, and it sounds like Brandon Miller might he's allegedly been involved in this by uh, supplying the firearm that killed this woman. Um, but he suited up regardless in South Carolina. He's back to playing, um, not the individual that was charged with shooting uh, the woman, but uh, the individual that was alleged to have supplied the man with the handgun um and gosh the south carolina fans were ruthless lock him up they were chanting anyway he dropped 40 alabama are winning but i don't know what your thoughts are uh, in terms of my thoughts you're innocent until proven guilty i mean if there's no proof and there's no cold hard evidence that this individual handed him or, or was the one uh, who gave him the firearm i think he should be playing and that could be that could create a lot of uproar but that's just my opinion i mean you're innocent until proven guilty um so if there's evidence um, and he's proven guilty. Well, that is when he will not be able to play ever again, most likely. So uh, we got March Madness just around the corner too. So I'm hoping to start up a run your pool um, for that. And uh, yeah, that'll be really exciting. I don't really know how I'm going to go about my picks this year. I'm changing it up. Like I'm not going in there and just picking. I'm doing something hilarious. So we'll see what happens here with my ideology. I'm picking the March Madness bracket um, as well. Sunday, we've got Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Uh, in a press conference yesterday, it sounds like that they've shaked on the winner will take all the money, which that's massive stakes. I mean, we're talking, you know, millions of dollars that each guy has just wagered on themselves. Uh, I think there's more pressure on Tommy Fury just due to the fact that his family, you know, his his dad is just a big boxing coach. His brother, half brother, obviously, is a heavyweight monster in Tyson. So Tommy Fury, I think a lot of pressure is sitting on Tommy, but that's going to be one worth watching, in my opinion. This is finally two guys that Clint to be boxers and i hate to say this but i think jake paul is actually you know now that he's you know got years under his belt and then he's fighting actual fighters this guy might go on a run to be you know a notable boxer uh it looks like he's got a lot of power so that's gonna be interesting to watch uh formula one returns next sunday uh, for their first race so i'm gonna be getting involved i am i am going to make a conscious effort to get more involved with the formula one this year so their next race i'm gonna do some research over the weekend and we'll have a nice breakdown for next friday's podcast on who we're liking on sunday for the formula one race race one at a 24 we're all in for the 24 races this year um so we'll be looking for a little bit of a long shot bet i'll be avoiding hamilton i'll be avoiding verklapp and i'll be looking for someone to maybe sniff around and have a nice week one uh we got the return of john jones next week in the ufc obviously John Jones and Cyril gone. That's going to be super exciting. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, it's 
my pleasure. I apologize about the late podcast due to the weather. Uh, hopefully, the audio is is fine. I'll, um, you know, I'll, I'll check into that. But uh, it's been a great week of sports. Everybody, enjoy your weekends. Let's get firing on social media. Get in the chalkboard apps. Fire up some conversations. Hit me up in the Instagram daily uh, direct messages. And ladies and gentlemen, enjoy yourselves a week.